It's not always easy to find the positive. You might even need to search for happiness. Sometimes, just a little inspiration makes the difference. Here, it comes from unexpected places. Welcome to the Tangential Inspiration Podcast. Hi, I'm Teresa. And I'm Amy. We are two ordinary moms looking for inspiration wherever we can find it. My takeaway last week after researching Bethany Hamilton was that I was going to pray about what God's purpose for my life and focus more on my faith. I've been in a bit of a desert because of COVID. Which I think so many of us have been in a rut. Yeah, exactly. For the last year. (laughs) It has been a year now. We're in March 2021. So my family and I decided to watch Zoom Church on Sunday. So it was pre-recorded and Mm -hmm. we watched it during dinner, which is kind of fun. Yeah, different. Yeah. It was good to hear the worship music and the message. A pastor spoke about racial reconciliation, which... Pretty brave. Was brave, yeah. Yeah. Especially in that arena with a lot of, you know, I just, yeah, very brave. Well, there's a lot of tension. and absolutely. And I thought it was interesting that he draw a correlation to biblical times. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was neat to see those struggles then and then now. Current. And it hasn't changed. It's funny that you say that because today in uh, one of my fitness classes, a woman, she's retired and, you know, so she's lived a good life and had a, a long career. But she was just noting that, and I'm not even sure how this came up. I might have been discussing Women's History Month or something. But she said that it was a sad note that she feels that not much has changed. For women, yes, we can work. Yes, we can vote. Yes, but at the same time, we're also doing it all. So when I commented on some jobs where women make, what, 76 cents to the dollar for whatever. And it's sad that history, I mean, we just, yeah, we're making steps forward. But boy, we have a lot of room to grow. That is for sure. The other takeaway was that I realized earlier this week that one thing I really like about doing these podcasts together is that our little takeaways, our little mini goals Mm -hmm. for the coming week. Yeah, kind of make me accountable. Like, instead of just throwing something out there. Well, kind of like when we were running and we were talking about making goals smart. So that they are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. So if we know each week, you know, you have someone that you're researching and we kind of are sharing knowledge and then I'm kind of digging up. It's just... It is time-based, so that's important. It is relevant, absolutely For relevant sure. to today, um, and definitely very specific. So I, I love it as well. And I also bought you some uh, magazines for your vision Which, board. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. I have been asking everyone for magazines because I used to have a ton, and then I just got in the habit of reading and, you know, instantly just recycling them because I didn't want to have them around. And then now when I learned about vision boarding, I don't have any magazines. So thank you. Yay. So I wanted to check out some of the causes Kelly Clarkson supports since you mentioned you were going to do your deep dive today was going to be Kelly Clarkson. And one of the things that kept popping up was do something.org. And it was founded in, in researching it in 1993 by actor Andrew Shu and his childhood friend, Michael Sanchez. Can you guess? Is Andrew Shu though, is he his sister? (laughs) Is is that who it is? I was just going to say, can you guess? His Karate Kid connection. Oh, uh, yes. It's 
Alice. Uh, yes. Is it, is it Alice? Yeah, so Shoe? Allie from, Allie. yeah. So oh, yeah. I, Elizabeth Shue is Elizabeth his Shoe. sister. Okay. But he also, I think Allie was her name in, in uh, Cobra Guy. Okay. And Predicate. Yeah. But he also, Andrew Shue also had a small part in Karate Kid. Oh, okay. Uh, in the 1984 movie, he played um, like a member of the Cobra Kai oh, club. Cool. Plus, the other thing you'll like is he's married to a former Today Show host. Oh, who? Yeah. Who is it? I think her name was Amy Robach. Oh. Robach. Um, anyway, I just, I like the little connections. Sanchez and Shu wanted to encourage young people to have a positive impact on the planet. And with the do something.org site, they it notes that they have members in every area code oh. for the United States and across 131 countries. So pretty dang That's expensive. Inclu- yeah, exactly. They have so many campaigns on there, is what they call them. They're like their causes. But a couple of the campaigns that I loved included Teens for Jeans. I'm going to give you another pop quiz. Can you guess the most requested item for homeless teens? Now that I've said teens for jeans. <laughs> Could it be for $20? <laughs> in 2008, they teamed up with Aeropostle. Is oh, that yeah. how you say that company? Anyway. And encouraged people to bring their gently worn jeans to share with... To share. And Aeropostle also donated 1,000 jeans to homeless shelters in the United States and Canada. Then in 2011, 542,000 pairs of jeans were collected, and over a million pairs of pants have been donated since they started that campaign. That's awesome. So, I mean, it's, it's gone on waves with different people taking it over, but right. definitely making a difference for homeless kids. And that's huge, you know, especially for a teen. Jeans? Know? Yeah. Very much. Very much. Smiles for Soldiers oh. is another one of their campaigns. In 2016... They teamed up with Johnson & Johnson. I also love that they team up with bigger companies so they can make a larger impact. So anyway, they teamed up with Johnson & Johnson for a thank you card writing campaign. Oh. How cool is that? Yeah, Easy. I like that. Easy. Yeah. Uh, actor Colton Haynes. I had to look up. I'm, I'm not sad. sure who he is. He, um, have you ever seen the show Arrow? I have not. Really good, Okay. by the way. He plays Roy on there. I can't remember what the character is, but he's the boyfriend of... Of the main girl. Great, great show. But he joined the campaign with a public service announcement to get the word out. According to the dosomething.org website, they've mailed out 148,645 cards to military service members to express their gratitude, which makes such a difference. I mean, just one card, and yet they're close to 100. uh, They probably have reached that point, actually, 150,000 at this point. Game-winning drive. Oh. I loved this one. They teamed up with ESPN to encourage young people to run sports equipment drives in various communities. The campaign was the largest, according to their website, largest youth-led sports drive. And they collected 44,173 items of sports gear to donate to kids in underserved communities. Oh. So these are kids yeah. you know, that it's expensive to play sports. And For I sure. just thought that was super neat. This might be my favorite, or up there, get the filter out, huh. which, with smoking. Okay. In 2015, they partnered with a, a youth anti-smoking organization, and it, it didn't name who it was, but to motivate young people to clean up cigarette butts before they have the chance to harm wildlife or leach toxic chemicals into the environment. And rapper Jake Miller, 
Huh. I don't know who that is. I don't either, and I honestly did not look him up. But he gave a public service announcement, and according to their dosomething.org website, they cleaned up 3.7 million cigarette butts. And the thing I love about it is it's something so small, but these kids are... But a huge impact. A huge impact. And a lot of them are just coming together to do... What seems something small, but it is it grows and it's really big. And there are so many campaigns on there. It's it, like I said, it's somewhat overwhelming to go through their website, but it's also inspiring to see all these young people finding their way and making a difference in the world, which we I think too often don't give them credit. Being yeah. young, we don't think they can make a difference, but you go to this website and you see that. They most certainly can. It also shows the impact of just one person. If they're willing to take the first step to get that ball rolling, what can happen? How much of an impact they can make on the world. When we were running last week, you mentioned you were going to do Dolly Parton next week since we're focusing mm-hmm. right. on women for National yes. Women's Month. So I was thinking about female singers too. <laughs> And Kelly Clarkson, I them. know, there's lots, yeah. but yeah. Kelly Clarkson came to mind. I've seen her a lot recently. She's everywhere. You know, she's on ads for Wayfair, where she's, her southern charm magically transforms. Have you seen those? And she transforms a, a space. I'm assuming it's furniture. It's all furniture. Yeah. Okay. It's just like knickknacks to furniture, yeah. housewares. And then she, of course, well-known judge on The Voice, five seasons. She's not only won her first season. The thing is, that's funny. Yeah. Apparently not so well-known, because I was chatting with this with my family, and my husband was like, she's on The Voice? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, have you not heard the bickering between her and Blake Shelton? It's so Which I think is, is, they're like brother-sister type of bickering. I think it's for... Just banter? Yeah, it's for, like, for the... Um, just for the show, but still. So not everyone does know that she's right. on well, the they're, voice. They're very competitive. So she Apparently. won her first season, and then she's won three out of the five that she's been on. And she's in her second season of the Emmy-winning Kelly Clarkson show. Which I still need to watch it, that. You'll have to check yeah. it out. It's, it's really... Is it midday, morning, I just or? watched it on demand. Okay. Okay, so, so you can do it anytime. And then, of course, we all know she got a, her big break on American Idol. I'll mm-hmm. chat a little bit more about that later. She was born in 1982 in Fort Worth, Texas. Her parents divorced when she was six. And this is really sad. Her brother moved with her dad to Anaheim, California. And then her sister went to live with an aunt. So it was just Kelly and her mom. Hmm. And they moved around. Uh, was that probably monetary reasons? You know, I they, think so. Yeah, I just couldn't. Yeah, I really, yeah, I think so. Sad that out of three of them, they were split between three households. Right. But, mm. Yeah, I okay. thought. Yeah, and I think it was. I think it was hard on Kelly too. But they moved around Texas quite a bit, and then they finally ended up in Burleson, which is about thirty-four miles from Dallas. Okay. That's where they finally ended up. With Kelly's mom had remarried, mm-hmm. and you know it's interesting. Even though she had a really rough upbringing. She managed to stay, like, friendly and outgoing. She says of, her, says of herself that she's not insecure or shy. That, so mm-hmm. I look at that, and I'm like, that is so not me. I am so shy. But you can see that in her personality. Mm-hmm. And it must, I, I mean, it's probably a combination of genetics. She probably was born that way. And right. also probably a little bit of sure her, right. her mom's upbringing. Like yeah. Her mom raising her, What I would guess. And it's really cute. She loves singing and would perform uh, in her living room with friends. So did I. 
I did that too. I did did that to Captain Tennille. That's that's dates me how old I am. I did it to Bon Jovi. Okay. And I think usually my family didn't make me lip sync it. Oh, okay. So they would be like, please, in fact, quote, my family would be, please don't sing Reese. Please don't sing. (laughs) Yeah, Vogue was my other one. That I would Aww. sing, but they were like, please do not sing. Oh, that's so And cute. there's a reason. So I might be doing this too, but I did not <laughs> end up being Kelly Clarkson. Well, in middle school, she caught the eye of her middle school music teacher, Cindy Glenn, and she joined choir and later was asked to perform Vision of Love, which was made famous hmm. by Mariah Carey. And it's interesting enough, she said her friends didn't know what they she wanted to do, but after singing that song, she knew she would be a professional singer. Mm-hmm. And I just... Love that confidence. Yeah. And she's also smart, too. Did you know that she was offered two full-ride scholarships, one to UT Austin and then one to Berklee College of Music in Boston? For, like, a music I think for both her music, yeah. yeah. And she did not take those. She turned them down. I why I just well what I read was that she thought like she could just do that later she had already written some of her own music now that she's made like now that she is Kelly Clarkson I I get it but at the same time as a mom I'm like no I know you're offered that you take that and then maybe the other thing so at least you have a backup plan right but she again it goes back she to believed that enough in herself yeah she believed enough in herself that she didn't need that backup yeah, plan and I she was right exactly. So instead, she did a bunch of odd jobs, waitress at a local comedy club, bookstore clerk, ticket seller, movie theater. All See, in- I would love to be a bookstore <laughs> clerk. <laughs> after, all COVID, after COVID. Yeah, all in hopes to get her big break so she can move to L.A., which I think is so brave. Because she'd be about, you know, she's about probably 1920 mm-hmm. at the time. And what's interesting about that is that, didn't you say her dad lived in Anaheim with the yeah. other sibling? I didn't. So her dream was to end up. Basically, where back they were. there. I think that's hmm. where she saw well, yeah, the possibilities. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that she picked LA though versus like Nashville. I know. Well, she auditioned for singing jobs, acting roles. I didn't know she was an extra on Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, that '70s show, and Dharma and Greg. <laughs> the only one of those that I've seen is Dharma and Greg. Okay. It was a pretty good show. It's been a while. Yeah. But unfortunately, nothing lasted. Uh, she auditioned to uh, be backup singers. And she was working with legendary Jerry Coffin. Do you know who he is? I have no idea who he Well, is. he worked, he collaborated with Carol King mm-hmm. in, in the 60s with that um, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman song. Oh, okay. Okay. But then, unfortunately, he got sick, and then she lost her job. And then, worse, her apartment burned down, and she uh-huh. lost everything. So she headed back to Texas, and shortly after being back in Texas, her longtime friend's mom told her about a new reality TV show, American Mm -hmm. Idol, Mm -hmm. The Search for a Superstar, which we all know, contestants audition for a spot on the show. And that was June 2002. The funny thing is, I remember watching this show. My oldest was just born, and I can see myself (laughs) on the sofa holding him and watching. Didn't they? Didn't you like call in, or you texted in, or you could text in? Yeah, you were kind of participating. (laughs) Because my parents, well, I shouldn't say my parents, because I'm sure my dad was not into this show, but my mom. I remember my mom being. Didn't you see him on American Idol? No, I did not. So um, she sang Etta James at last, and. Got the golden ticket. I need to go look at that because yeah, I haven't made I haven't it to Hollywood. That. Simon Cowell, who's one of the judges, mm-hmm. his comment was, she's just a girl with a good voice. Kind of snarky, but that's kind of how he is. That's his disposition. Yeah, yeah definitely. But the, the rest is history because we know she won. It changed her life. But interestingly, it took her a while to find her way in the music industry. 
And I admire that determination. She never sacrificed her own creativity. Because music producers told her, lose weight, change your look, and sound. Mm -hmm. And she remained solid in her own style. She loved a variety of genres, rock, pop, soul, country. She wanted to do it all. Like, why not, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, for some fun, quick facts. (laughs) (laughs) She had eight albums, one compilation, one remix, 47 singles. And the, wow, that, I know. that blows me away. 47 singles. I yeah. wonder how many of them are on the top 40. Well, on the Billboard 200 chart, she has nine titles. Wow. Uh, with three hitting number one. Mm-hmm. First one in 2003 was Thankful. And then 2000... So the song is, the song is called, called Thankful. Thankful. Okay. Yeah. And then 2009, the song is All I Ever Wanted. And then the third one is in 2015, Piece by Piece. Mm-hmm. I played that song in class. I do remember. And then she married her longtime friend, Brandon Blackstock, mm-hmm. in 2013, and they had two kids together. And unfortunately, they just divorced in 2020, which there's Such been, a so, year, it's right? been so yeah, many it's divorces. Just, yeah. It's really sad. But she relies on friends and family and creativity to get through this rough time. Mm-hmm. She wrote 60 new songs during this time, which I find so it's incredible. It's just a Wonder Woman staying busy with I know. like all of this. Like Her heart has to be broken. Yeah, for sure. And as she said on my favorite morning show, the Today Show, <laughs> I know you get a giggle out of that. She said, I think that it's a blessing in itself. Anytime you go through some life, it's such an awesome thing to have an outlet, regardless of whether people hear it or not. That spoke to me. Yeah. Well, what's interesting to me with you saying that is that Dolly Parton's song, like her her most famous song, actually ended up from she wrote it when she was leaving that Porter Wagner show. Oh, I will always love you. That was for her former boss. So in all of that heartache, it's just it's therapeutic. It is for them. Right. I I don't have that talent, but well, that it also said to me because it really reminded me of us. You know, like why we're doing this podcast, yeah. you know, for us to learn and share it. And, it, <laughs> and if no one hears it, just friends and family, that's okay. Family because, yeah, just learning, learning, learning exactly. Growing, growing, and that's the big thing. Growing. Yeah. And I know you're going to love that to hear that Dolly Parton reached out to Kelly after, <laughs> after her divorce. You sound like such a Dolly fan. I know. Dolly fan. Yeah. Well, and it's so cute. She says, it may seem like hell now, but it'll get better in time. You need to focus on yourself and your two adorable kids. Oh. Yeah, I thought that Which was... Which is... That's yeah. the truth. But when you're in the middle of that... The messy... Probably, you probably need to hear that. Yeah. From someone like Dolly. Right. Right. I think so. And then apparently she'd been giving her some daily pep talks. So I thought that was pretty sweet. Well, I read somewhere that a lot of her friends call her, close friends call her Dolly Mama. Oh. Just because probably stuff like her motherly this, way. She's, she's thinking of others. Well, I love, you know, Kelly's fame. She gives back. She has a long list of charities. Yeah. And I just, I kind of highlighted a few here. And I'm just going to throw them out. March of Dimes. St. Jude, mm-hmm. YMCA, mm-hmm. Little Kids Rock, which is really cute. It's bringing free instruments and rocking lessons to kids <laughs> in underprivileged <laughs> public schools across the country. Oh, that's too cute. And Stomp Out Bullying, a national anti-bullying and cyberbullying program for kids and teens. I think that one needs to get more publicity. I, I it's just skyrocketing. I agree. Bullying. They focus on educating against homophobia, racism, and hatred. And they also help parents with tools to help keep their kids safe. Mm-hmm. 
this one spoke to me in particular because my daughter experienced some bullying in her eighth grade year. And it was, it was a pretty bad situation. Mm-hmm. So um, I just think technology has made bullying. I mean, before it was face to face and you had the bullies in school. And now it's there are so many bullies that they feel okay saying things online or just typing texts that. That we, we wouldn't do face-to-face. Right. There's like no, it feels like there's no accountability. There absolutely is not. I also appreciate on her show how she'll have famous people and then everyday folks. Which is, I think it's really fun. Kind of like us. Yeah. Where we like to dig into, dig into it. Both. Both, yeah. So I was watching. Well, um, I wish we had famous people and regular folks on here, but we get to learn about we them. We get to learn about them. That's <laughs> just, it's just as good. It's, it's good. On a recent episode, she had a mother and son, Renita and Anthony Taylor. They're from University of Houston who graduated this past December. Of 2020? 2020, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, mother, son. But the cute thing is the son didn't know his mother went back to school. Aww. He found out on Thanksgiving Day, he was giving out his stack of invitations because he was going to graduate with an Mm -hmm. MBA. And his mother also Well done on his part. Yeah, totally. His his mother had a stack, and he thought, oh, yeah, mom's probably got extras. And when he opened one of hers, he saw it was for his mother. And he Anthony was confused, and then he was, like, so proud Aww. of his mother. It's so sweet. Don't make, like, me get teary because I the work that she must have. Right. Well, Kelly asked Renita why she went back to school. And she said she was at church, and the pastor said in his sermon, I love it. If you're still breathing, it's not too late. Which kind of reminds me of a song with Kelly Clarkson's, yeah, music. So uh, I just thought that was cool. Uh, very cool. And so she went back to school, and she didn't tell anyone because she didn't want the pressure, which I totally yeah, get that. I would be the same way. I wouldn't want the expectation yeah. Yeah. if it didn't happen. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool story. Another thing is that she partners with Pivot Gel Pens, and they donate. Okay. Yeah, they donate to nonprofits. So in another, another interview, she was um, interviewing a mom who had sent care packages to her son who was deployed in Iraq. And the mom was checking in on the son and how are those care packages going. And he was saying, well, you know, not many people are sending care packages. So the mom got off the phone and she's like, I need to do do something. So she reached out to the community and got donations and money and started a nonprofit called Soldier Angels. Yeah, so it started with this idea of care packages and now it's they're caring for military families and veterans when they come back. Mm-hmm. Like, which so much need there. Oh, for sure. I mean, with a variety of services like food and helping with housing and getting people to doctor's appointments, especially during COVID, it's been huge. And then once re- again, one person just snow- like starting the snowball. Exactly. And then I thought it was neat. She also had one of the veterans. Who would receive the package on the show? Oh, it was really reminds me of Ellen. It was really sweet. The, I, the the veteran kept every letter that was sent to her, and she put it in a scrapbook. And she showed it out how much it means to them, <laughs> right? She, and she actually said it was everything. Mm. That's the word she did. It was everything to her. I still want to a, see a picture of this person. Yeah, and just put a face with the name to receive. Yeah, she said it was everything uh, to receive these care packages. And she shared them with her fellow soldiers. Uh, she said it was if America's heartbeat beats along with hers, you know, when she's 
over there serving. I li- because I just, they're serving us. Right. I mean, that's the least we could do. Exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now she's retired. She volunteers for this organization. Mm-hmm. So I just love that interview. Yeah. Uh, and Kelly's questions are just so personal. Like, mm-hmm. On the show, she has the TV set. or It looks like a TV set, but it's like she's <laughs> right she's like six feet away from this. So it's wow. it feels like. Very brave. It feels intimate, but <laughs> yeah. it's not like they're on a big screen. Yeah. I just, I like that intimacy. So in this interview, Pivot Gel Pen made a $5,000 donation to this organization. Oh, very cool. I know. Very cool. So my big takeaway this week will be, you know, because I admire her determination and confidence. Uh, she didn't compromise her look or style. Yeah. You know, she had a rough start, yeah, but she kept with it. And it's so easy to give up, you know. And I think she's also a great role model for young girls. Absolutely. You know, not Absolutely. sacrificing who she is. I know it's so hard growing up for girls. There's so much pressure to be something you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, the focus often is on the outer appearance versus what's going on inside. You know, I have this conversation with my two girls, one's 12 and 16, all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's just hard. Well, even being my age, I won't say what that is, but it it, it still is hard seeing everything out there that's so focused on the outside mm-hmm. when it should be, you know, focusing on what's on the inside. So I, I get it for young girls. It's brutal, especially when you have all the filters and the Photoshopping. Social and media. It's yeah. just people. It's it's brutal for them. I also really admired her giving back to different charities mm-hmm. and bringing awareness of them. I feel like that's kind of what's on my heart and what I can do in my community, maybe finding a nonprofit that focuses on girls or women, mm-hmm. something I'm going to kind of try yeah. to maybe research. Dig in and figure out. Yeah. yeah. It kind of builds on my takeaway from Bethany Hamilton. Like, what's my purpose? I feel like well, I'm looking for like, some more purpose. Definitely gets you out of your comfort zone because we sure. don't grow in our comfort zone. So I, I think that's a great takeaway. Just some quick facts about Kelly Clarkson. Um, did you know she wanted to be a marine biologist? I think, didn't everyone want to be a marine biologist? Probably. It's didn't a, she go to SeaWorld and want to be, like, well, Shamu? Is that, <laughs> that's probably aging me. Now I have a different thinking with SeaWorld and zoos right. in general. Oh, but sure. But back when I was growing up, oh, I wanted to be yeah. a marine biologist, too. So, yeah. I think that's super cool, though. Yeah, it's funny, though, because she saw the movie Jaws. And then decide she didn't want to because now she's afraid of sharks. <laughs> Which, once again, who isn't afraid of sharks? But, yeah, they are my favorite animal. But I I still have a natural fear, of course. For sure. if I'm in their environment, I, yeah. Yeah. And she authored um, River Rose. It's like a, ma- it's a lullaby she dedicated hmm. to her daughter. Okay. And then she did a Christmas version one, too. So it's fun. Her mother-in-law was Reba McIntyre. Did you know that? Ah, I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Very cool. My feel-good story this week, I heard about this local woman in Portland, Oregon. Okay. Mariah Taylor, who's 81. She's been... Oh, my God. I already already love Mariah. Yeah. She's been giving back to her community for over 50 years. The headline caught my attention. It read... Every little bit helps. Portland woman on a limited income donates food to homeless. You know? Mm-hmm. So every I see that. I yeah. think that would catch your attention. So every Wednesday, she loads up her van with hundreds of pounds of food, sometimes more than 800 pounds. Where is she getting this food? She works with the food banks. Oh. 
Because she has a soft... How can we get in touch with Mariah? I know. Let's write that down. She has a soft spot for helping those in the Delta Park area. Okay. Because that was formerly known Vanport. I yeah, didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you need to go look at the videos of all okay. of that and Portland history with Vanport. Cause... That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, oh. She grew up there, mm-hmm. and her family lost their home in the flood of 1948. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she, they experienced homelessness. Yeah. And there were 12 of them. So and there was no backup. No backup. For those, yeah. And... It's amazing, despite all these hardships, in 1980, she became a pediatric nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. And she opened the first black-owned nurse practitioner clinic in the county. Oh, very cool. And she provided free medical care to hundreds of children in the greater Portland area. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, she was on the Oprah show for <laughs> Use Your Life. So she's famous. Yeah, Lose she's your, famous in that, Portland. Yeah, Use Your Life Award. Okay. Yeah, I just love her heart uh, for people, despite living on a fixed income. She hosts pizza parties at homeless camps. And she says, it's the joy that I get seeing their eyes light up of someone who is almost in tears Mm -hmm. because they found out there is someone who cares. I just... So she's bringing pizza to the homeless camps? To the homeless camps. Okay, as soon as COVID... Well, at least once we're both vaccinated, which will be soon. Yeah. We need to look this lady up and go do some pizza parties because I, I think, think that, that would, would be, be fun. The kids would enjoy it too. Yeah, there needs to be more people like Mariah Taylor. Yeah. Agreed. Like and subscribe. Follow Transgential Inspiration on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs>